Hey, good evening and welcome back to another episode of Chat with Papa Joe, y'all. Uh, tonight, Papa's going to talk to you about some stuff that we learned in the Marine Corps. Uh, actually, when I served with the Marine Corps, so uh, Semper Fi, who ya, come on. And uh, Artie, you're up. Okay, short story long, but we're going to start it out with a little excuse. And you know, I hate all three of those terms. But um, forgive my voice a little bit. I don't know if it's allergies, the COVID vaccine, aliens coming, you know, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory stuff. Either way, Papa been a little under the weather recently, so just bear with me here. You'll hear the cans cracking to keep my keep my whistle wet and such. But tonight... We're we're going to talk about something uh, and a good my one of my very best friends, uh, Ray Ray. I'm going to tell you no more, but we, his name is Ray Ray. And Ray Ray reminded me of something that I always say, and it's something that I learned with the Marine Corps, and I didn't even realize it until Ray kind of pointed it out to me that I say this a lot, and it's very ap- applicable a lot. Say that three times fast. Applicable a lot. And, and a lot of things, and it could be carried through it. And at the time that I first learned this, I didn't, I never would have thought. Um, short story long, for those of you that don't know, the United States Marine Corps does not have a medical division. They have artillery, tanks, infantry, communications, but they don't have a medical, a medic. When you hear on TV, on those Army war movies, they call medic, medic. The Marines call the corpsman. A corpsman is, comes from the Navy. And then we're we're usually, we volunteer, and we go through this little school out at uh, Devil Dog University. Uh, there's one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast, to kind of learn how to speak Marine Corps jargon. And it rudimentary brings, up, brings you up to speed on Marine Corps stuff. And the Marines are very high speed, low drag. Well, they have to be. They're one of the smallest uh, forces amongst all the armed forces, and they're usually... Quite honestly, they're treated like the redheaded stepchildren. They get the last of the budget. They get the leftovers. They're not they're not heard until you need a, a Marine. Then when you need a Marine, all of a sudden they're fucking important, aren't they? And, and that's pretty sad. So I wanted to, to, to try my hand at it. I wanted to test my mettle. I got my chance to go over to the Marines. I went through Devil Dog University. I was kind of a fat, nasty bastard. Well, I still am a fat, nasty bastard, but you know, by their standards. And I was very lucky to be sent to an artillery battery, uh, India battery. And I go over there, and the Marines, one thing the Marines do is they treat you one of two ways. You're either the doc or you're a corpsman. All right, a corpsman is a guy who's assigned to him, who's been through training. You're here because you have to be here. Stay over there. We'll call you when we need to be patched up. And Doc is the guy who you're, come on in. Let's, you're, you're part of the family. We're going to help you out. And I was very lucky. And I had uh, uh, a, a bunch of my Marines from India Battery step up to mentor me. Now, I stepped in the Marine Corps. By the time I got over there, I was in E-6, which meant I was supposed to perform at a certain level by Marine Corps standards. In the Navy, an E-6 is still a an E-nothing. In the Marine Corps, you're freaking staff NCO. You better be performing the top of the top. So the other staff NCOs come together. Um, you'll hear me talk about my boy Kano and uh, Gunny T 
and they're they're not even in the Marine Corps anymore, and that's not their ranks that they left at. But but they're, they, these guys came together, and one thing that Gunny T taught me when we first went out to the field was you got to be able to do three things out here, Doc. You got to be able to shoot, move, and communicate. That is what an artillery battery does. If you can't do those three things together, you're we're worthless. We are of no help to the mission. And I kind of uh, I I thought about it and I applied it and everything I did, it made sense. It doesn't help. It doesn't matter how good you can shoot. You you can shoot the whole lot of a gnat's ass at 500 yards, but if your motor T can't move you, you're of absolutely no good. You're the best shooter sitting alone in a field. And if you can't communicate, how do you know where to go? How do you know where you need to be? What the hell are you even shooting at if you can't communicate? You've got to be able to do all three. You can't communicate. You can sit there and be the best damn radio operator. If your shooter over there, if your gun crew can't shoot, all you're doing is saying, yep, we're looking at a pretty piece of metal, a little bit of gunpowder and a projectile, bunch of guys eating crayons down there. You're you're worthless if you if you're if you cannot train to that standard. And I've always been able to use that as a model for other things. And when we sit back and we start looking at things and we start teaching kids to judge their areas that they need to be and kids need to have mentoring, right? And that's what you are as a parent. That's what we teach here. That's what we come together for is to be mentors. If you can't think of any other way to put it, here's here's a, just another tool for your toolbox. Pull out a little piece of paper and write down all three. Shoot, move, and communicate. Put those down on a piece of paper and think about everything that you are teaching your child, how to, how to make judgments. I'll use it even making judgments on the internet of who do, who's cool, who's good to be around. Uh, people like to argue. They like to argue politics on the internet. Well, they might be able to move from one profile to the next. They may be able to shoot a curse word here and there and a judgment, but they can't communicate enough to be effective. All they are is sitting there bitching. And that's what you are. If you can't do all three, you are the bitch of the battlefield. And Marine Corps artillery is the king of the battlefield. And that is where, where we need to be teaching our kids. And, and we're going to go through some scenarios here about that. When you're looking at, at, at your life, being able to shoot means being able to perform. And that is very, that's a very important concept, and you have to be proficient in it. But you don't have to be so proficient that you can't take that performance and move. And when people are divvying out their, their resources... Uh, we see this a lot in, um, and this is just my world that I live in. Y'all have different different experiences, but take but take it with you. In the volunteer firefighting world, you have people that want to have all kinds of training so that they're able to shoot. They want to have hazmat training. They want to have people want to be pump operators, and they want to have all this, you know, advanced training, and they want to, you know firefighter level two and, and all that kind of stuff and that makes you a good shooter however drive by your local volunteer fire department sometime very few of them have a gym a lot of us are out of weight 
A lot of us can't perform at that level. So you can't move. You can't move. It's great that you're a great firefighter over here with all this training, but you don't know how to drive a, drive the fire truck. So a fire happens in town. Everybody will show up to a fire department, and there's usually, when you look around, one or two guys that can drive the truck, and people are all like, oh, he's just a truck driver. You know what? Without him, your team is worthless. He is now the most important guy. And if you can't communicate, you don't know. I hear, hear a lot of these guys get on the radio. Listen to your local scanner sometime. Guys get on the radio, they start sounding like this. Really? You're doing absolutely no good for your team. You're standing there, you're a guy with all kinds of training, and maybe you figured out how to move the fire truck, and now you're standing there, and you can't communicate, I'm here. The same thing happens in business, and leadership, things like that. People go to a company, and I have been to, I've got a degree from Harvard, and a degree from Yale, and I've got all this business, and I've got a BSA, MSA, PhD, blah, 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 whatever. Fucking awesome, right? Now, your bottom line is to turn out a twidget, and there's your machine to run that twidget. How do you get it done? There's a whole team of people. If you can't communicate, I don't care what your degree is in. You're an excellent shooter doing me no good. You've got to be able to communicate to people to get product moving. Now you're good. That's what leadership is, is shoot, move, and communicate. We we see this. It, it just it really pisses me off a lot of times because, like I say, I see it on the Internet, and I see it on, on Facebook, and we get – because Facebook, I'm Gen X. Gen X, I do Facebook. A lot of you guys are going, Facebook, he's freaking old. Well, yeah, I'm old. I'm Gen Xer, man. Come on. You know, when you get on these chat rooms and, and there's Discord and all these other things – and people like to argue and debate. What good is it? The One of the key things to being able to do this, the key thing of all those three things, is communication. You can have all the statistics, and you can argue all you want, and you can have all the key words, and you can sound like freaking Shakespeare, and you can type out better than, you know, you can put words together better than Edgar Allan Poe. But if those words are not effective, if your words are not effective and cannot bring together the other two elements, A, finding the right forum to be in, B, finding the right people, C, affecting movement, putting your shots in the right spot, putting the people in the right spot. And isn't that kind of how society should be if you go back and look at civics? I don't care how well you know the Constitution. And I don't care how well you know civics. If you can't move your ass to the voting booth, to the open forums to ask the right questions, if you can't ask questions in an appropriate way to get an appropriate response, you're doing nobody any good. And you do all your research and you go to the open forum and you stand up at your mic. And how many times do we see this, especially our conservative friends? Oh, it drives me nuts. You stand up there. And you get there and you got your little constitution out there and the Second Amendment says this, the First Amendment says that. You get up there and you stand up there and you walk up there. All right, you're looking right there at the guy. And you see him on TV and they look over at the guy and they go, why are you so stupid that you do this? Is that effective communication? 
No, he is no longer king of the battlefield. He's bitch of the battlefield. He just became that politician's bitch. If you want to be king of your situation, know how to communicate effectively so that maybe you don't know everything about your subject matter. Be able to break it down into a microchasm. Break it down a level. Now communicate to bring your shooters and movers together. The best fire departments, volunteer fire departments I served on, the guys that brought the communication together, that that brought the team together, actually were the old men that could not get around. They couldn't, they they were not going to throw on air packs. And the same thing with military. The best leaders were not the ones that were on the front lines leading like Leonidas in in the charge of the 300. That was not the best leaders I served under. They were the most motivated ones I served under. They were the ones that, for the time being, made me want to crack a beer and go, ha, look at that, and made my testosterone flow. And they made me feel good for a minute. But the best leaders that I ever served under were the guys that sat back and were able to communicate and bring the shooters and the movers together They brought that team together to be able to shoot, move, and communicate. The best leaders I had came back, and they were not the biggest, strongest, you know, ripping their shirt off kind of guy. They just simply knew how to communicate. They knew where to find the movers, where to find the shooters, and how to make it happen. And they were the kings of the battlefield. So I want you all to keep that in mind next time you're cruising down through and you're picking a mentor. And you're hailing people on on social media, and we're picking mentors on TV, whether it's Fox News or CNN. Are these guys doing all three things? Is that a king of the battlefield for you? Is that really your king? Is that the guy you want leading you? Or is he ineffective in one of those three areas that's holding you back? Are you ineffective in one of those things? And are you finding a partner that's that can do that. I know for me, I can communicate. I don't move so well. And I kind of got a hard time shooting straight sometimes. So that's why Grammy and I get along so well. She's a shooter. We both move together. I'm the communicator. You walk through my front door, we are the kings of the battlefield here. And that's what you should be doing. Raising your kids to do that, to understand which one they are bad at and which ones they are good at and how to make them relate together. Because I don't care what you do, it's coming up college season. And we're going to do a whole episode on this college bullshit that we have going on because I've been dealing with it since I was a kid and I'm about ready to blow my stack. When we're sitting down and you're choosing a college with your kid or you're talking about college with your kid... Be able to talk about all three things. It's great that your kid's great in math and they're going to school for math and they're going to school for this and that. There's other things in college that makes a college graduate a marketable item. The degree itself is worthless. It's absolutely worthless if they cannot perform all, learn all three things in their subject field, shoot, move, and communicate. A very good example of that is is an engineer. It's great that he's good in math. Freaking awesome. If he can't be a part of a team, engineers have to work with a team. So if he can't communicate, 
He can't communicate. And if he's not willing to move, but he's from small town USA, why are we sending him to college? All three things can be broken down. You know, all, all things can be broken down into those areas. It's great that you have the subject, but you're not a people person and you're not willing to move from small town Indiana to Los Angeles, California, because that's where the engineers are in your field. Don't be angry. Don't be angry. <laughs> you, it, It's a difficult discussion you've got to have. So we're going to move on with some other things here tonight. And, and once again, like I say, bow your heads and pray and think about this. Do some self-reflection. Do some, do some big self-reflection. Ask your God, ask your rock, ask your mushroom or your multiple gods. Ask them for some guidance in this. I want to be king of the battlefield for you. What am I missing? What am I missing? All right. All right. I love y'all. Peace out. Oh, 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 o